0: None of it? Perfect. saw it. Well, good morning, guys. Uh, my name is Nick, and this is Peter. And I know the burning question under guys' hearts are, why is everyone on stage wearing green? Why are we all wearing green? And it was not a planning center memo. It was a complete um, coincidence, but I did have the urge to change. But as an Enneagram 4, I want to be different, but I did not bring a change of clothes, unfortunately. But the other question is, why... Do we have a table? And why are there two speakers? And today we're going to get into the heart of worship. And I first wanted to just start with a quick story of when I saw God show up in worship in a different way. And it starts with, um, as you guys know, I went to Cornerstone University and played baseball and got a finance degree. And now we're here. Um, But I went to Guatemala with my baseball team uh, my junior year. And we went there to play other teams in Guatemala, but also serve and travel the country. And as I was uh, just traveling Guatemala, we arrived in the city of Panahanchel. And in that city, we were promised that there was the most beautiful sight of Lake Anticlan, but you really had to see it from the mountaintop. So we get in the city, and it's like um, every uh, city in Guatemala um, as far as, like, it's very dirty, Um, There's a lot of street vendors, so we have to navigate through all these different street vendors down to the lake, and um, the vendors are offering us um, smoking paraphernalia, um, offering us different flutes, different hats. A lot of my teammates come back with like these fedoras, these like Guatemalan shirts, some pipes of sorts. My teammates were pretty wild, Um, but Um, As we're walking through, we get down to the lake, and the lake is super pretty, but there's like a lot of pollution. There's a lot of people doing laundry in the lake, and um, we're all super tired, and we're like, okay, this looks great. Um, It's not what everyone told us it would be. And then our guide says, wait, like we're going to go up the mountain, and it's going to be beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I cannot wait, because this is not all it's chalked up to be. So as we're going up the mountain, um, Guatemalan traffic is like pretty slow. So we're getting up there. Most of my teammates are like, man, I just need a Wi-Fi password. I just need to connect to Wi-Fi. I need to like talk to my girlfriend. I need to talk, do something. And we're getting up there and the sun is setting and we get up the mountain and it is the most beautiful sight I have ever seen it is overlooking the three volcanoes right there. And it is on the, and it hits the lake in that moment. I couldn't help but to praise God, couldn't help but to see God in that. But there were also some of my teammates that got the Wi-Fi password and missed it, they missed that missed ent- that that entire thing that I was praising God for was that sight. And I can't help but to think and ask the question is, are we missing, like, the heart of worship? Are we missing the beautiful sight of what worship is? And I even see it in my own life of when – um that worship is misunderstood, that we often wait for that beautiful sight to spark our worship, to spark me thanking God, that I wasn't praising God when I was going up the mountain, but when I'm there at the mountain, I was. So what does it look like to be praising God in that trip, to be thanking the Lord in that trip? And that's the posture of worship. That's the posture of praise. Because we wait for something to blow us away, and then we worship, and then we thank God. But what if I told you that we didn't have to wait? We do not have to wait to pray until something bad happens. We can communicate with God throughout our entire lives. But I think some of us, a lot of us, often wait until we hit ground zero, until we're depressed, until we're anxious, and then we pray. We wait until something good happens, until we get that promotion, until until something good happens, until we um, thank God, until we praise him but we don't have to wait. What if I told you we don't have to wait, but rather the posture of worship is an intentional decision to praise Jesus? And we're going to go through that um, a little more, that every time we worship, we make the choice to praise Jesus. And it's the posture of an intentional decision. And we're going to do, in a kind of investigative reporting style, I'm going to ask Peter to intentionally decide to unpack what worship looks like biblically, and we're going to have a heck of a time. So, Peter, please take us away. That wasn't cheesy Signing off. Sorry, uh, guys. Nick Brand.
1: No, um, no, I really love what you're saying. And even um, I think that ties so well. Even what uh, Bryce shared a little bit ago um, about how it's not about just having a full team who, um, who provides that spark for you or who provides that beautiful thing for you, but it's something where you have to have an intentional decision to do that, um, but I'm thankful um, even just, real quick, uh, even just over the last, it's almost this fall has been two years that I'll have been here uh, serving, leading worship with our church. Um, and so I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm thankful that um, I don't have to have all the answers. Like I've been learning so much and growing so much in worship over the last two years. Um, but I'm also thankful that we can dive into scripture and find answers there. And so we're going to, there's two different passages we're going to look at. But the first one was John 4:23. Um So if you have your Bible with you, you're welcome to turn there. Um, the reference is on the screen. But just kind of to set this quick scripture up really quick, this is when Jesus is on earth, um, and it's just a, a foundational point in Christianity. I mean, there's all these ritualistic ways of um, Old Testament worship and all these other things, um, but Jesus comes on the scene, and he kind of turns the tables and sets a new standard for how we can communicate with God and how we can worship. and in that he says, on verse 23, he says, "Yet a time is coming and has now come right now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks." And I know that that maybe sounds kind of deep or spiritual, but there's such good truth in that, there's such power in that. Um, Maybe some of us are listening to that and we're like, well, that sounds really nice, but what does that mean? the spirit and truth and worship. Um, and so to unpack that a little further, I want to rewind even more in the Bible in Psalms. So we're going to go to Psalm 100. We've got the reference on the screen there as well. Um, but Psalm 100, these are different acts of, of, of worship, really, that David is writing in the Psalms. So, verse 1, it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs know that the Lord is God it is he who made us and we are his we are his people the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name and i love how this passage right here in psalms just gives you a very like visible just like actions that you can do like you said it's intentional decision And um, so kind of even to break apart some of those things, if you notice in those verbs, the verbs used in this passage, these aren't things that happen on accident. These are intentional things, Um, and we even have them listed up on this screen. But the first thing is uh, shout. You don't really shout by accident usually. (laughs) That's something that you intentionally do, and you can't really be disengaged while shouting at the same time. So I think that's interesting. Um, Next one's worship. And we're kind of unpacking that as we go a little bit, but there's just so many different forms of worship, of service and celebration. And um you you just can't be engaged if you're not worshiping, but we'll get more into that. Uh next one's come before him with joyful songs. Again, an intentional decision where you come before him with joyful songs. No, that's a very intellectual, it's like engaging your mind. Um, it's it's easy to sit there and just not really process or not think about things. But when you, it, it's a form of worship when you just sit there and think about the things that God has done for you. And and there's an intellectual side of worship, if if that makes sense. Um, enter enter into His gates. There is a there is a right way and there is a wrong way to even come into church on Sunday morning. Um, no matter what what's going on in your week, there's a way to just enter into church drop everything that's going on in your heart and things that are stirring and just being present and then the last thing is give thanks and praise which is really just putting yourself in a posture of gratitude so i know that was a lot that was like it was a few verses but it was a lot um but what all these things said goes back to what nick said is these are intentional decisions to praise jesus and so kind of alluding to um some of that and again, what Bryce said earlier with kind of the expectations we have of what worship looks like, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions out there on what worship is. I shouldn't say out there. I should say in here. There's a lot of misconceptions on what worship looks like. Um, And so I'd love to, there's a few that we were kind of processing that we want to talk about. But before I do that, one thing I do want to do is maybe even just give you a simple definition of worship. Um, uh, one way I've heard this phrase is just that worship is when you give worth to something. Kind of the root of the word goes back to that. But when you give worth to something, and like Nick said, when you praise Jesus, so making that intentional decision to praise Jesus. So going into those misconceptions, like I said, uh, first thing, worship is only music. That's the first misconception. And I think that is one of the most obvious misconceptions, that worship is only music. A lot of us um, find ourselves even referring to, like, even in, in the service. I think we get this a lot in the church world. We do the worship, and then we do the message, and then maybe we do some more worship at the end. And it's like we, we really box it down to this tiny little, like, 15-minute window. Like, that's worship. And it's kind of sad if that's the only worship we experience for the, throughout the whole week. Um, We do worship in music, and a lot of what music does hones in um, a time of worship. But worship is not just music. Um, I think some of the other ways we worship that aren't music, even on a Sunday morning, I mean, if you get involved in serving, like if you're holding the door open for people or if you're uh, ushering people in or um, even giving, um, praying together as a congregation like we did a few moments ago, Those are all forms of worship that isn't just music. And I think that's just a hugely important distinction to make um, because a lot of us find ourselves in that rut of like, man, worship is those 15 minutes of of songs, but it's not. It's not. Um, And so the second thing I want to point out uh, in terms of misconceptions is that worship is a spectatorship. And if that make sense to you or not, let me unpack that anyway, because that's what I'm doing here. Um, A spectatorship, it's like, I mean, how many of us, I see this in our church, I see this in other churches I've been to, it's so much of like a consumption, um, consumeristic type of idea, where, where you walk in, and the worship team is doing the worship, and the worship team is like serving the worship to you on a plate, and it, that's not what worship is at all. I mean, a lot of us fall into that trap of like walking in and we're not really engaging with it. We're not really thinking about, um, not thinking about the words we're singing. We're not engaged really at all. And, and we find that like, maybe there is like the height of a a song really gets to us, but that's it. And it's coming from the band. Then it's not really something that you can take home with you. It's not something that you're doing on your own time. Um, because I mean, if worship was only a spectatorship, You would only be able to worship when, like, myself and, like, the team is up here playing. That's the only time you could worship. I mean, there's so much more to it. I think um, just my job as a worship leader here at Center Church, I've just been, like, so blessed to be able to to grow and learn with you on what worship is. But part of my job, I believe, is just to create this environment that's a distraction-free environment for you to enter into worship. Um, and even through music, we get to do that so well, Um, and I think, I mean, something that I wrote down as we were processing this is, I think it would be a miss as a church if we were to gather together on a Sunday morning and never experience God's presence. I think that would be the biggest miss if we didn't experience God's presence together, and the way we do that is by engaging We do that by um, just making the intentional decision to engage in worship. Um, And so, I mean, we've kind of set up this morning just to be a little bit of a different morning. There's so many different ways, like I said, that we can worship. Um, And we're going to do something a little bit different for a few minutes. But we want to just create a space for you to engage. We want to create a space that... Is not just kind of this, like, we're talking at you and you're just listening, um, which is all good. And that even is a form of worship when you're um, really engaging with the word. But we want to create this space to worship in just some different ways. And so, if you'll notice, there are some uh, cards under your seats with pens, um, some note cards. And we want to just take a few moments. We're going to, like I said, we're creating this space to just experience a different type of worship. It's going to be a little exercise, but what we want to do is I'm going to actually, I'm going to hop back on the keys and just play for a few minutes, just if that helps you be in the space of worship. But I want you to write down three things that you're thankful for. Hopefully that's easy enough for all of us. But write down three things you're thankful for and really just meditate on what that means. And then once you have done that, Why don't you also write down what's a way that you can worship in that this week? And so there's not much more I'm going to say to set that up, but I think I'm just going to allow some space for a few minutes. Um, You guys just write that down, meditate, close your eyes, just make an experience. Um, And we're going to do that for the next few moments.
0: we're going to stay in this moment I'm just feeling that this might feel uncomfortable to some of us to just sit and close our eyes and reflect on just what we're grateful for I encourage you to sit in it keep your eyes closed keep meditating on what you're grateful for because this is a form of worship this is a form of praising him lean into it because it doesn't all go through the route of song I think a lot of us are coming into Sunday morning empty exhausted I know I had to hit snooze a couple times this morning But when we reflect on what we're grateful for, for what God is doing in our lives, He fills us up. And that is worship. That is choosing to praise Him, even when we don't feel like it, is reflecting on what He's doing in our lives, because He's doing it whether we see it or not. Whether we choose to look at that beautiful sight, whether we choose to look at that lake or not, it's there. And He is moving. So just sit in this moment. Continue to thank Him because He's so worth it. And He's already moving. So worship, we're just choosing to look at Him. We're choosing to thank Him because whether we do it or not, He's still doing it. But wow, we better praise Him because He's worthy. So Jesus, I just pray that this moment is an example of how we can throughout the week worship. Throughout the week, get filled up by you through gratitude. That everything routes from gratitude from you, everything stems from gratitude. Us loving you comes from gratitude, us loving others comes from gratitude. We must be grateful for you because you are it. You are the breath in our lungs. You are Yahweh. You are above every situation. But Jesus, we just choose to worship you. We choose when we're weary to thank you. We thank you for the impossible situation that we're going through that seems impossible, but you have your, it's in your hands. You have it taken you have it under control, Lord. So we just thank you for that. And we choose to worship you. We choose to sit, take our time, and worship you right now, Lord, because you are so worth it. You are so worth it. And we just thank you that this is worship. We thank you that you're breaking the barriers of what worship is in this community. And in that we grow closer to you, Lord. We become more dependent on you, Lord. That's what we want, Lord. You. We want to be people of your presence. That's it. We give it all to you in your holy, blessed name, Lord. Amen. Amen.
1: Cool. So, not to psych you out, but we have more to speak on.
0: Back to the report.
1: But, um, and I know maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe that was awkward for some of us, but, I think it's cool for us to experiment. I think it's cool for us to try something new to put ourselves out in a different way than worship. That's all I can say about that. But I love getting to experience something like that where we're really just focused in on worship and focused in on praising Jesus and what we're thankful for, just things that he's done in our life. Um, And kind of going back to these misconceptions we were talking about. The third misconception that we want to hit on, the final one, is that worship is a purely emotional event. Um, And maybe I can unpack that a little bit if it doesn't make sense, but worship as a purely emotional event is a misconception that many of us have. And maybe I'm talking to, maybe some of the guys in the room resonate with this a little bit more, but I think there's something in this for all of us to worship in. There's something in for all of us to, To get out of this. Um, And so maybe just kind of speaking from my own experience, as maybe you can tell from the last like 15 or 20 minutes, I'm not a super outgoing guy. I mean, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty calm. I'm laid back. Um, I'm not very expressive normally like my day-to-day life. Um, And I think the misconception we have about worship um, is that you have to be outgoing. You have to be emotional going into it. You have to be all these things. You have to be in a certain mood, and I think what's important for us to talk about here is that we can all worship. You don't have to be emotional going into it. You don't have to be in a certain mood. I mean, the beauty and, like, the fact that I'm able to lead worship and also be just this really laid-back, calm dude, that speaks into that even, even there. What it is for me is that it's, it's an intentional decision. It's an intentional decision that when I walk in here on a Sunday morning, that I'm deciding to put myself in a place of worship. And I think what's cool about that is, even though we don't have to be super emotional or, like, have some of these stereotypes surrounding, like, being expressive in worship, I think the beauty is that when we put ourselves in a posture of worship, God will meet us there. And he will he will meet you, and he will engage your spirit in an emotional way and I think that's something for all of us to experience, no matter what type of personality you have, no matter how laid back you are um I think that's what's so cool about about this is that it's not just a purely emotional event it's something that we all can engage in um I think as I'm kind of thinking through, we talked about this a little bit, but some ways that I find myself putting putting myself in a posture um when I, especially when i 'm not feeling it, I know you said you hit the snooze button this morning i 'm not going to lie. I woke up like fifteen minutes after my alarm was supposed to wake me up, and I might have hit the snooze button i don 't know, <laughs> but
0: sorry, John if you're watching uh happy study break
1: <laughs> no I, I I really do, but I find myself there's i mean i'm I'm up here doing music so often that like there are times, there are Sunday mornings where I don't feel like it. There's, again, maybe don't tell John this, but there are, there's are. there been Sunday mornings before where I'm like, man, I don't feel like going to church today. And that's just the truth of how we're wired. We have emotions. We have feelings. We we go through stuff. But the thing that we get to do is we don't have to let that define how we worship. We can define how we worship by making an intentional decision to engage. We can decide Um, to do that and so kind of as we're um, figuring out what this means for us and what it means even as we I mean we're going to have some more time of worship later in the service and we'll be back next week and there's even things for you to do this week what does it look like for us this week
0: yeah I'd say first can we clap for Peter right now can we just thank him for bringing that yeah let's clap a little bit uh Quick story John told me as we were preparing this message is when Peter got hired in, he said, "I'll do anything you want, just do not make me preach, do not make me speak." And here he is, killing it. We're absolutely the thankful. Yeah, ways. the Lord. He made an intentional decision to do that. But what Peter carries is a heart for worship. But he also carries the vision for worship for our church, and that's super important because what he's sharing is what our community is, like, uniquely marked with, and we have the opportunity to partner with Peter in partnering with God for the vision of worship for this church, so that worship looks uniquely for every person and also every church, so this man is carrying the vision, and he's leading us into it, but we're also able to partner and labor with him, so I don't know if that's just a weird image, but we're going to labor with him. We're going to ache with him in carrying this vision. And, oh, words. Uh, Practically, we're going to engage in worship. And I just got this, like, I have this feeling that right now when we're worshiping, we're sitting back in our chair. It's happening, but we're not super engaged. I think the Lord is asking us to lean in. I know when John has a really fire message, a lot of us lean in to worship, lean into what he's saying. And I think that's what he's asking of us is during worship, the rest of of this morning, he's asking us to lean in. But also during the rest of our week, he's asking us to lean in. And quick story about when I decided just to lean into worship was not in a church. It was in my bedroom. And it was about a year ago, that I was just not feeling like I was in the best spot. Um, I was tired. I was weary, a little anxious. And I was coming home after a long day of working retail, and I uh, was just tired. I just wanted to go to bed. But I felt the Lord asking me to worship. So I just got on my face and started saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. And just kept saying that. And it turned into, like, me singing it in a bad rhythm a little bit. But, like, it was like a half hour to an hour of me just saying, Jesus, I love you. And that's worship. And in that, my heart started to shift. My heart posture was shifting when I was choosing to praise him, saying, Jesus, I love you. And I became not tired, but happy. And not sad, but joyful. That he's replacing all these things with the fruits of the Spirit, because that's what he does. When we choose to worship Him, He takes the things that we're feeling that we don't want to feel and gives us the fruits of the Spirit. He gives us patience when we're in line at family fair and it's taking way too long and we're impatient. When we praise Him, He gives us patience. When we're in traffic, He gives us patience when we're praising Him. When we're dealing with a customer that's super unruly, when, we're, when we praise Him, he gives us kindness. I think some of us need some more kindness. I know myself too. When we lean in, to praising Him. And it doesn't just look like in song. So we're just going to take some time to worship Him, whether it be thanking Him for a beautiful sight of nature. Maybe we go to Reed's Lake today. I love Reed's Lake. I think that's the most beautiful sight to me. I love water. Maybe you have to go see some water and thank God for it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what worship looks for you this week. Or maybe it's simply getting on your face and telling Him you love Him. That's also worship. It looks so different for all of us, but we can do it this week. And when you're feeling weary, when you're feeling stressed, or even when you're not, He makes us. He changes our heart posture when we engage with Him, when we lean in and worship Him. And it's cool because we're not the only ones doing it. In Revelation 4, 10-11, um, through 11, it says, The 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. They're already worshiping 24-7. The elders, the 24 elders are already worshiping. So when we enter into worship, we're simply joining in. It's, we're not alone we're are they are already doing it so we get a glimpse of heaven every time we worship which is so cool and such a weird concept i was thinking on this i'm like so right now like they're already doing it in heaven and when i get to heaven they're going to be worshiping and oddly enough it motivated me i might as well do it now so we might as well worship him now guys and we're going to go back into worship and i just encourage you to join in with the elders And say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive the glory. I'm going to pray, and Peter's going to take us back in. So Jesus, we just praise you right now. We choose to enter into worship, Lord. We choose to acknowledge that you are worthy of everything we're bringing in. All the stress, all the tiredness, it's all yours. We give it all to you, Lord. We just thank you that we're entering in. To worship and we're joining in what's already happening in heaven is the 24 elders are already worshiping you. So we might as well join with you, and we're going to, Lord. We're so thankful for what you've done in each of our lives. We can't help but be grateful. Hmm. I just pray that our community is marked to just take the intentional decision to praise you when we don't feel like it, to praise you when it makes no sense, when the world says you should be doing work, when the world says you should be sad right now, that we choose to praise him because we know he has it taken care of. He's already taken it care of and we just can't see it yet. We haven't gotten to the top of the mountain yet. We haven't seen that beautiful sight, but dang, we know it's coming because we serve a king That's above it all. He's above every single thing in our lives. So we choose to worship him now. Because when we get to heaven, we're going to be doing it anyway. So Lord, we praise you. And we give it all to you in your holy, blessed name. Amen.
1: Planning for this just to be a space, a space to worship. So, whatever that looks like for you, just engage your spirit. Put yourself in a posture where you're just communicating directly to the Father. that sticks out to me that I apologize tech team that we don't have lyrics for this but as Nick was talking about the elders just praising worthy is worthy are you Lord you deserve a glory and so I'd love for us to just sing this line out it says you are worthy of it all you are worthy of it all for from you are all things and to you are all things you deserve the glory